It's such a joy and a delight to have you join us for today's broadcast. I trust that today's broadcast will be a blessing to you. Why don't you sit back, relax, and please don't change that channel and let us see what God has to say to us today. Never let that be the reason why you do any good thing that you do. It's interesting the metaphor that Jesus uses for the word of God. He calls it a seed. I don't want what God has for you, but I want all that God has for me. of the world the world there is not the culture of the world the world there is not even the treasures in the world the world there is the people in the world please know that God's love for the world is not just to the Christians in the world but to every human in the world so when he says here it says therefore God so loved the world he's talking about the populace the people they are the ones that God loves they are the ones that Jesus came to die for Jesus did not just die for Christians Christians are just the only ones that have accepted what he did the gift that he did Jesus died for everybody every man every woman every boy every girl every every race every color every culture every religion every nationality every human being Jesus died for for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son if i could tell it you underline there i would have told i would have asked you to underline love and to underline give gave to underline love and to underline gave love moved him to give love moved him to give because God, love will always move us to giving any kind of loving that is void of giving is, 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 is empty love. Praise the Lord. It's not real, authentic love. For love to be authentic, it will move you to give. Praise the Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have an everlasting life. Embracing the giving ministry. Lord, help us like only you can. We give you praise and thanks for who you are and all that you are. In Jesus' name, amen. We have been talking about prosperity all through September. I'm going to try and finish next week. 
by the grace of God. Uh, and we, we cannot talk about prosperity without talking about giving. Because God in his wisdom ties giving, ties prosperity to giving. It is the primary way that the child of God in covenant with God connects with their inheritance. Not the only way, the primary way. See, the desire of every true loving father, and I can't speak for the mothers. I cannot speak for the mothers. But speaking for the fathers, the desire of every true father is to see the good part of us replicated in our children. Not all of us, the good part. It's always funny when we blame our children for when we blame Junior for doing what Senior did. I'm amazed by my daughter sometimes. The girl has never been to Ijebu before, but <laughs> I can't understand it. I can't understand it. I think I, I think the genes is is stronger than the environment. I beginning to do you know, because you know, and many times you you know we, we wish we could you know permit me for being so vivid. We wish we could you know as it were you know separate our sperm and put the good part and keep out the bad part because even the moth. moth I was reading the story about a mobster, Sonny Francine, yesterday. Got a little bit one hundred and three years old. One of the one of the Crime boss, you know, New York. His son, he enrolled his son in medical school because he didn't want his son to be part of no no mob, no crime. Prostitutes never want their daughters to have anything to do with their lifestyle. Because we're just, we're all like that. We want better for our children. We don't want the mistakes, we want only the positives. See, God does not have that problem because all of him is good. Amen. He is a good God and the devil is a bad devil. But yes, like every loving father, God wants himself replicated in each one of us. That's why he created you. The Bible says he created man in his image and after his likeness. God wanted a being that when he looked down on the earth, just like when you look in the water and you see a picture of yourself, that when he looked down on the earth, he sees a, a picture of himself. David said, you made him to be God on earth as you are God in heaven. Because the whole plan and purpose of God, his son, is for you to iconize him. The primary attribute of God is that he is a giver, a lover, and a giver. That's who God, if you're going to describe him, as you watch him and what he does, all through scriptures and how he responds. 
You will come with one conclusion. God is a lover. He's a giver. Everything God, give, everything God controls gives. Sun of its warmth, the moon of its light, the stars of their beauty, the plants of their fruits. And the proof that God is now in control of my life is when I become a giver. When that giving lifestyle is replicated in my soul. When I discover the essence and the purpose of the joyous grace in living a life of giving. Because that's, that's the intention of God for every one of us. Praise the Lord. God is looking for willing and obedient children to channel his blessings, his grace, his favor, and his providence in this wicked world. That's the reason of prosperity. Prosperity is not, is not so that, you know, we will amass wealth and spend it on ourselves and show people how that we've now arrived. And that's fleshly and ungodly. That's not the reason. Now, now, I think the church has done a decent job in teaching the saints our inheritance in God and the prosperity is God's will for us. I think we have. So none of us really except, 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 you know, your Prince William. None of us is born with prosperity. None of us starts out in the promised land. By and large, we all start out at the courts of Pharaoh. And we have to walk with God as it takes us through our Red Sea. From the Pharaoh, from the land of not enough. Through our Red Sea to the wilderness, the land of just enough, living paycheck to paycheck. And as we trust in him and listen to the word, allow God to lead us. And we, like we heard last week, wells and riches to take us to the land of more than enough. Praise the Lord. It's step upon step, precept upon precept. In the, in, the, in the realm of the spirit, there are no elevators or escalators. It's steps. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. That's why all of us must resist in patience. <clears throat> and understand that God is going to bring us into our own at the right time, in the right way, and in the right place. Amen? No need to be envious of anybody. I don't care whoever you see today. They didn't start out like that. No, they didn't. It's almost a lie of the enemy. So we all start out with nothing. Are you listening to what I'm saying? But as we trust him, he leads us. Now, 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 the problem though is that I think that the church has done a poor job in teaching the saints how to behave when we come to a breakthrough. 
Because if you do not know how to comport yourself when you come to your place of provision, your breakthrough, when you arrive at Canaan, the Canaan you've been trusting God for and believing God for, when, 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 when you, a land full of pomegranates, when you now come into riches and you come into wealth and you now have abundance and, 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 and are winking at you and you, and you allow that move you from, from, from who slept with you when you had nothing, you're a fool. That's foolishness. Don't let those who were not there, they, they, all they want to do is... Anyway, let me, let me get out of that. Let me reach in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Are you getting the connections? He brought, he brings it all together. The purpose of wealth, the understanding and the intricacies of it. How to manage it appropriately and be able to move so that you're not corrupted. You, you remember Jesus said it's not possible. It's not possible to live without God to appropriate well within wealth. So, but with God it's possible. So when we put these priorities there and, and we put these boundaries and, and these contents, then we're able to maneuver appropriately the understanding that the purpose of wealth is God wants to use us as channels and distributors of his grace and his mercy and his blessings. God, I have many scriptures. God, help me get, get there. Get there today in Jesus' name. Luke 6.38. Luke 6.38. We'll look at that quickly. Luke 6.38. Give! Notice this starts with giving. So, oh, I'll pay my tithe when I become a millionaire. You never become a millionaire like that. Because you're showing how amnesic you are. You know, amnesia. You forget. You forget that where you are right now, God brought you there. The life you have, the strength you have, the job you have, the wherewithal, the ability to connect, to even think of the, to even be able to think. God, So when that God asks you to give, your, you have your audacity to tell him, well, if you make me a millionaire. What about the one way he don't give you before? Before God ever asked for Isaac, in Genesis 14, he had already began to give him from verse 4. Thank you. You know, thank you. Gave him principles, gave him promises, gave him patterns, gave him prosperity, gave him, gave him provision over and over again. Verse 22, God said, well, I've been doing the giving. It's time for you two to give something. The Isaac I'm asking you for, I'm the one that gave you anyways. Praise the Lord. So when he says give, it's because he knows he's already given you so much. And it will be given to you. When you give of what I've already given you, be sure that you provoke me to give you much more. Because then I can trust you much. Why don't we? We do that with our children. We want to, you know, give them. So we start out with little. We start out with, with $10. So when he does it well, you, 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 loving fathers do that. If we can understand that with ourselves, why can't we understand that with God? Give, it will be given to you. Good measure, price down, shut together, and run over, we put in your bosom. 
And look at the second part. For with the... Oh, I can't hear you. For with the... For with the... That you use it to mention back to you. So church may not watch what you give until we are ready at the end of the year to give you your tax form. God watches what you give every time. And he uses what you drop in the offering basket to give right back to you. It is the same. So you control, you, 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 need to, you need to thank God for that. So haters don't decide your breakthrough. Your obedience does. People who think somebody that looks like you, somebody that talks like you, somebody that there are you, God doesn't listen to them. He's ready to bless you. He listens to you, your obedience. It is the same measure. If you want it to come back plenty, give it plenty. If you want it to come back little, give it little. No force, no fight. It's the same measure. It's in your Bible. 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 to 8. Amplify. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 to 8. Now remember this. He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. So he calls my acts, my charitable acts, my giving acts. He calls it seed. <clears throat> I must not confuse what I give with what I spend. There's nothing wrong with spending. Don't misunderstand me. But whatever I spend, I lose forever. Again, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's just the reality. I'm just telling you the reality. Everything you eat ends in the restroom. You guys will flush it there. But whatever I give, I don't lose that. It calls out a seed. It's left my hand, but it only goes to my future and it comes back in the multiplied form. Now watch this. Watch this. I can control that. Some things in life I can't control. This one I can control. If I want it to come back sparingly, then give it sparingly. No fuss, no fight. If I want it to come back generously, give it generously. No fuss, no fight. Verse 7. Let each one give thoughtfully and with a purpose. That's why I'm teaching you this. So that you understand it. So there's not anybody trying to preach money out of your pocket. Nobody here needs your money to pay their, to, to, to pay their cell phone bill. I can pay my cell phone bill. I got that covered. <laughs> they used to love me. That's the truth. Praise the Lord. It is for you to understand the process so that you can maximize this to your advantage. Say amen, somebody. So let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose just as he has decided in his heart. Don't let anybody manipulate you. Anybody would hink you. Anybody make you afraid. I mean, listen, if you give nothing, you accept that Jesus, you're going to heaven. This is not about going to heaven. But this is about prospering here on earth. That's what I told you. You're so sparingly, you're so sparingly, you're so generously. It's about prospering here on earth and maximizing life the way God designed life to be. That's what it's about. 
And of course, maximizing heaven because you do. First Timothy 6, you hear what he said, that when we, when we embrace God's will, especially as it relates to wealth, and God uses us to share, we lay hold the foundation and eternal life. That's what it is. So for you to get to heaven, Jesus paid for that already. This is not about this. Praise the Lord. But this is about how to maximize our lives here on earth and understanding what the purpose of God for our lives. Say amen, somebody. Let him talk with the purpose. Just that, not grudgingly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver and delights in the one who sent his gift. Now look at verse 8. I gotta give you verse 8. Many times we stop at verse 7. We shouldn't. We should read verse 8. And God is able. Now, first of all, you say, and. And means in connection with what he's been telling you. God is able. Whoever you are, you're watching me. God is able. God is able. He's able to catapult you to where you are, to where you ought to be. He's able to bless you after this pandemic. He's able to bring you to riches and blessings and connection and favor. God is able. Now watch. Just look at, look at what he begins to say. To make all grace, every favor, earthly blessing, abundance. So that you may always, under all circumstances, you guys of the need, you guys of the need have complete sufficiency in everything. Being completely self-sufficient in him and having abundance again. Every good work and act of charity, abundance. That always blessing that God is able. Thank you, Jesus. But He links that prosperity and abundance, He links with giving generously. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Are you learning anything out of this? Anytime God asks you for anything, it is always because he has something better to give to you. Every time God asks... Hebrews 7 verse 8. Let's look in the Bible. Look at this. This is Hebrews. Oh, New Testament started in the book of Acts. I am giving you Hebrews. Whatever, I'm ready ready for you today. (laughs) God says, here, mortal men used to receive tithes that became obsolete in the New Testament. Is that what he said? Present participle book of Hebrews that was going on after the death, the verification of Jesus, and this was especially important because he was ready. Of course, you know, anytime Paul, who I believe, wrote, anytime he wrote, he wrote Germane to who he was writing to. When he was writing to the Romans, you will see, you will see how he was using the typology. So the book of Hebrews, because he understood likely they were Christians, but they were Jewish, like the Jewish before. I don't tell you this all the disciples. The, the, uh, uh, the, the early disciples did not tithe. Where did you see that in your Bible? That's like saying Asher Jim never went to church. The boy didn't have, the boy didn't have a, an option. <laughs> this were Jewish boys. You can make that argument if they were Gentiles. They were all the first disciples. The early church were 100% Jewish. They grew up. Jesus started in the synagogue. So how can you tell me they didn't tithe? 
stopping it with the law. And we don't see any place in the New Testament where the Bible says it was okay for them to stop. So I don't know where all this argument came from. Surely not from the scriptures. Here, mortal men receive present participle because it was going on at the writing of this, which is in the new covenant. Matthew 23, 23. Here's me in the NLT. Matthew 23, 23. Jesus speaking. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites? For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law. Justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe. Yes. What there don't you understand? You have to decide. Would you listen to the words of the Lord? Or you would listen to the word of a critic? Because whosoever message you believe is the one that will bless you. Is the one that will deliver you. Is the one that will protect you. Is the one that will give you your breakthrough. So do you, are you going to listen to the words of Jesus? Or listen to the words of a cynic? You should tithe, Jesus said. First Corinthians 16 verse 2. First Corinthians 16 verse 2. Well, let's look at it and amplify first. Look at what it says. On the first day of the week, so you know why we church is on Sunday. It's not because we think Sunday Sabbath. We're not arguing with Sunday Adventists. Oh, Saturday Sabbath, Sunday Sabbath. Because I tell you, when I'm talking about church, if, if, if we show you people under the, uh, behind the scenes, you know they are not resting. There's no way we can do all of this with people resting. Sabbath, we're supposed to rest and do nothing. All of this cannot be done. People, not, people came hours before you came to church. You have to put these, you have to clean and get a walk. So we're not arguing about rest. I will, come, I, will, I will come to that another time. But I'm just letting you know that the reason why we have church on Sunday is because in the early church, they had church on Sunday in your Bible on the first day of every week. Because we put God first. We start our day with prayers. 5.30 in the morning. We put him first. We start our week in the house of the Lord. We put him first. We don't give God what's last. We give him what's first. <laughs> we don't give him what's left. We give him what's right. Beginning of the year, we start with prayer and fasting. We put him first because he deserves to be first. Say amen, somebody. On the first one, each one of you, that's every one of us, including the pastor. So I'm not here to be a tithe collector. No! I'm here to be a tithe co-participant. And my blessing is not determined by what you put in the offering basket. My blessing is determined with, by what I put in the offering basket. Grace here did not start because of what you put in the offering basket. No. Praise the Lord. Watch this. Put something aside. In proportion to his prosperity, which is what the principle of the tide is, a fixed percentage. In proportion to his prosperity. This is all New Testament. In proportion to his prosperity. That's the giving God expects. So God does not expect the guy who earns two million to give the same thing that he feels like giving the guy who earns two thousand. No! 
Give it to me in the NIV. NIV. On the first of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income. An elephant eats about 500 tons of vegetation every day and excretes about 250. So thankful for the opportunity to be able to come to your home, your office, or wherever it is you're viewing this broadcast. Now, if you don't know Jesus, can I pray with you? Just say this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come and be my Lord. I receive you today in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time, please call to let us know. Our phone number is on the screen. We would love to pray with you. Or if you want us to pray with you concerning anything, we would love to agree with you in prayer. But be kind to go onto our website, call into our church office, let us hear from you. We would love to pray with you. Additionally, if the message has been a blessing to you and you want the message in its entirety for a small donation to the ministry, we will rush the CD or the DVD to you. Call in, let us know, we'll get it down to you. And if you're ever in the Houston area, we would love to have you fellowship with us at Grace International Church. Look forward to seeing you. And remember these words from Romans chapter 5 verse 17, the B part says, And we who have received abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness shall rule and reign in Christ Jesus. We will be back at this same station at this same time next week to bring you more word from the Lord. We love you. God bless you.